Greetings, this is Ken, Seb2 Empire. Thank you for joining me today for this video called Why Do You Need Creative Finance Strategies Today? This will be part one of a series we're going to do as we round out uh, calendar year 2022 and move into the new year 2023. Uh, this first part is going to be about current real estate market conditions. We wanted to take a step back and just kind of reset things. That's uh, something that we've been talking about here at Sub2 Empire. Uh, where are we? Where are things going? Um, and, and obviously how to shift the current market. So we decided to put a little series together. Uh, I'll be your host for that. This is Ken. And uh, I'm one of those guys that likes to do some visual aids with the uh, presentations. So bear with me here. I just have a little slides. I'm, I'm also one of those guys that's the uh, the data nerd person. So as you might expect, there's some charts and graphs. So just give me a moment here while I share that screen. And we can get going there. There you go. Why do you need creative finance strategies today? Well, we think it's more important than ever today to have those things in your toolbox. So let's just uh, kind of set a baseline here today with this video about the current market conditions. First things first, I don't have to sit here and belabor the point to anyone that we have historically high inflation. Um, this chart that you see here only goes back to 1990. I didn't want to give you the uh, the, the grim, the uh, make it too grim, so to speak. Plus, it was a little hard to fit on the slide so that you could see it. Uh, so you went back to 1990 to 2022, you can see that the uh, interest rates have been over 8%. Um, you know, and this chart represents a combined interest rate. This isn't necessarily the, the real dollar and cents inflation, infla inflation rate that most people are feeling at the grocery store, at the gas pump, you know, for those consumable goods. Because magically, uh, the government, right, takes much of that out in the inflation numbers they actually report to the public. Um, as we know, so that they look a little better than they truly are. But nevertheless, you can see that this, the interest rate has uh, obviously doubled from last year to this year. You can see it was on a rise. It was probably a little bit inevitable um, coming out of the pandemic and spending the money, uh, you know, the government money that we did coming out of the pandemic and, and all the economic shutdowns. So it was probably expected to an extent although I don't know that it was expected to be this high. <clears throat> so one of the things now that has occurred because of the historical high inflation, uh, another thing that you're uh, well aware of is the mortgage interest rates, right? So the Fed has raised interest rates dramatically over 2022. This little chart here just shows you the current 30-year mortgage rate. Uh, which is actually through November of 2022, where it actually spiked down a little bit. But you can see that the interest rate there just, this is just for calendar year 2022 that you see there, has gone from about 3.25% um, all the way up to 7%. And now it's come back just, it's like 6.65% is the average interest rate as we're filming this, give or take. But nevertheless, in one calendar year, in one 12-month period, we've seen the interest rates more than double. Not sure, I, in my lifetime, I don't think I've ever seen that before, although it may have happened, I didn't check every single year, I'm, I'm almost 50. Um, 
but let's just say that that is a uh, historically significant event as it relates to the interest rates just over a 12-month period. Now, just a little note here, having a 30-year fixed mortgage rate at 6.5% isn't in and of, of itself that bad of a rate. It just happens to be so significantly higher than it has been, at least in this 12-month period, and then it has been in the past 10 years or so, that it's really shaking things up in the real estate market, okay? which we will go to next. So here's just a little chart on the median sales price. Uh, this is actually through October 2022. This will be a little less as we, um, you know, the year end December 2022 data is compiled. But I just wanted to put in there to say that all this now is having results. So the overall inflation, which is having a large economic impact, not just in the United States, but around the world, right? So that's number one. So just a stressed overall economy. You can see that in the stock market as well. Then in order to control inflation, right, we have, I say we affectionately, the Fed, right, the experts have raised interest rates in order to control inflation. But the real problem is, this is just a side note, just want to point this out for everybody. This is trying to fill a bathtub with the drain open. So the water keeps running out here at the bottom, but flowing in from the faucet at the top. So the tub never fills. This is really what we're trying to do with inflation, right? Because in order to stop up the tub, we have to stop spending money have to stop printing money and spending money basically uncontrollably, right? As soon as we stop that, the rise of the interest rates to control inflation will actually have a noticeable impact, right? It is having some impact that you see because the rate has so dramatically increased over, over the 12-month period, as you just saw, it is having an impact on inflation. Although in the long term, right, we don't know what that might look like, but I just want to point that out. You, you can't control inflation has to be controlled with different levers. One is interest rates, right? I totally agree. Increasing interest rates. Totally agree. But the other is to decrease spending, right? In other words, less dollars out in the marketplace, right? will control inflation as well. That's the part that we, we, again, I use the term we affectionately, the government, right? Not just the U S government, by the way, but governments around the world are uh, seem to be missing, right? It's kind of a, I don't know, econ 101, so to speak. Anyway, sorry, off my soapbox. Here we are. Just want to show the existing home. This actually goes from January 2020 to, uh, as I mentioned, October 2022. So you can see in October 2022 here, the interest rate, I'm sorry, the median home price is right at $379,000. Now, this is across the United States. This isn't market by market. This is across the country. So $379,000 for a property. And you can see that has decreased since the high in July. Okay. Since the high in July, you can see that has decreased and it's looking to decrease now. So some markets have decreased 10% just in the last two quarters, the last six months of 2022. Let me say that again. Some real estate markets have decreased in value 10% just in the last six month period. Now, here's the good news. You can still see that that decrease 
is year over year higher. So there's still been an overall year to year property value increase. It just has seen a short term decrease off of the highs that we saw in the summer of 2022. Okay. Ah, so when interest rates rise, right, the economy is stressed, right? The economy is going into a recession, becomes stressed. What happens to the rental rates? Well, rental rates are increasing. So you can see here in this chart from Redfin, they're up about 25% since January 2020. So if you come over here, it's about $1,600, just a touch below $1,600 as we enter January 1st, 2020. And you can see we're at about $2,000 now for the average uh, rental price. So that's a 25% increase over the last couple of years. Pretty healthy return on investment for a rental property. Um, you can see here that it's the, this, the month to month rental price dropped just a touch. That's why you see a little negative there. That's a month over a month return. But you can see the, the big two year return there. Um, just put this in here to demonstrate buy and hold properties, a big opportunity, whether they're rentals, whether you're going to sell or finance it, lease option, whatever the case may be. So what does all this mean moving into 2023? So we kind of said, so here are just the, the big, right? Just kind of three big things that are going on in the market. Inflation, right? Historically high inflation, uh, historically uh, increasing interest rates over the last 12 month period. And then of course we have the decreasing home values, right? Especially in the last six months of 2022. So what does this look like going into 2023? Well, no one has a crystal ball, but just a, a few things that uh, kind of trends and things that I've been looking at. The Fed has already said that they're going to continue to increase interest rates if inflation doesn't start coming down significantly. So I would anticipate, right, based on what the Fed has said, would anticipate more interest rate hikes at least going into the first quarter of 2023. Um, that means mortgage rates will likely stay around that 7%. Again, I mentioned they're kind of about six and a half, 6.65% right now, probably, not, probably going to be looking at, you know, in that six and a half to 7%, maybe seven and a quarter percent range in 2023 as well. Rental rates, right? The, the rental amounts look to stay strong for at least another two to three years, at least another two to three years. Okay. So the amount of distressed properties likely to increase short term, especially as we enter 2023. Why do I say that? What's a distressed property? Well, a distressed property is a property that is uh, behind in its payments, right? Perhaps it's in pre foreclosure, um, whatever the case may be. And this will be especially true for all those folks that were in adjustable rate mortgages. All right. So let's say three years ago, you had a, a five year adjustable, a five year arm. Well, you're, you probably got that at two and a half percent, three percent. Well, now you're going to adjust up to six, seven. You're probably going to adjust up to the, the cap of that arm, which will easily double the interest rates. So there could be a lot of distressed properties um, going on the market just from 
arms adjusting. And if they, those folks try to try to refinance now, it'll be about the same thing as the arm adjusting from a, a rate perspective. So they're kind of out of luck there. All right. Uh, the increasing, the uh, inflation looks to stay roughly the same. I didn't make a bullet about that, but inflation looks to stay pretty high moving into 2023, which will, again, put more stress on individual families trying to make payments, right? Just trying to make ends meet. So what does that mean from a, a real estate investor, especially a real estate investor that has creative strategies in their toolbox? Well, it means opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. Why do I say that? Well, the, the amount of buyers coming into the market, this is for retail properties because the interest rates are at, you know, six and a half to 7% and wages have been decreasing because of the high inflation, right? That actual net value of the wages has been decreasing because of the high inflation. That means that more and more people are, uh, unable to get those traditional mortgages, right? They can't qualify. They can't make the payments. Um, and so what is, what does that mean? Well, that means that you need to have creative finance strategies in your toolbox, right? Do you know how to do a subject to deal? Right. In other words, you, you take that mortgage at three or 4% that's in there and you make payments and then you find an end buyer and you do a, uh, a contract for deed or you do a wrap mortgage, right? Boy, lots of terms I just threw out there too, but this is all creative financing strategies, right? So this video is more about the, the kind of the current market conditions moving forward, not necessarily about individual creative financing strategies. We'll talk more about that as we move through the series, but I just want to pose that as a question for you. Do you have creative finance strategies in your toolbox, right? Obviously sub two empire, I, we specialize in creative financing strategies. Um, obviously, you just go to a website and you can verify that. Do you have the proper list targeted for seller leads? Right now might be a great time to, to target those pre foreclosure lists if you're not already doing so. Maybe target expired MLS listings, expired canceled withdrawn MLS listings. All right, so people aren't able to uh, sell their property in two hours with ten offers. Right. That, those days are gone. Right. That dried up about three months ago here in the St. Louis market. Um, so that might be a good list to target. Right. In other words, do you know how to offer owner financing as a disposition strategy? In other words, you, you acquire a property. Can you do you know how to offer owner financing to an end buyer? Right. As I just mentioned, maybe it's a wrap mortgage. Maybe it's a contract for deed. Maybe it's a lease option. Right. Whatever the case may be, can you get that end buyer in there? Can you get them in there without having to worry about the traditional banks and, and all of that? Now, of course, you still need to qualify your buyer. I'm not saying just put anybody in any property. It's not that's not what this is about. But people may have high incomes, but or they may actually have a lot in savings, but they have high debt to income ratio so they can't qualify. Right. So maybe they can give you a 20% down payment, right? Would you, do you want to take that 20% down payment or do you want to try to give that to some traditional bank? Okay. So with all that said, it's time creative financing strategies really allow you to create your own economy. 
while solving problems for people, right? That's really what I want to leave you with here uh, in this video is just creating your own economy, right? Acquiring properties with creative financing, right? Maybe the seller finances to you. It's a sub two deal. Maybe you take it on a lease option, whatever the case may be. And then do you have the ability, do you have the knowledge to put in buyers in there creatively, right? And bypass the whole bank system, the traditional banking, the traditional loans. And I'm I'm not trying to bash there. There's there's a place for all of that in investing. Don't get me wrong. But we're talking about the opportunities going into 2023. More and more sellers will be willing to do creative things, seller finance, seller carrybacks, whatever the case may be, to sell their properties uh, because they can't retail them out, right? Maybe they have no equity in them, right? Creative financing strategies are really nice to target properties that have little to no equity, right? That might make your stomach hurt as a traditional real estate investor, right? Little to no equity in there, but that's okay. You're going to buy and hold it, right? You're then going to own or finance it on the backside. So now you're going to create spreads um, and, and all of those sorts of things on your own, okay? Just like the bank does. Why should the banks get richer and richer? Right. You can as well. So I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. And again, this is just part one of the series and we will see you in part two. Thank you.